systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. Pat and AJ Podcast. It's weird how... um us thanking each other for certain things annoys us yeah and like for me it's when aj thanks me for picking up our son from school because i literally have like my work schedule configured to where i always have time to pick up our son from school but for some reason she'll always sometimes at least once a week sneak in like hey thanks for getting him from school and it gets on my nerves i'm like dude it's no big deal like I'm, i'm his dad but i get it because aj and i shit you not same thing she'll get upset <laughs> Sometimes after, you know, like we bump uglies or something, or she takes a little gawk gawk 9,000 for the team, I tell her thank you, and then she tells me it's the weirdest fucking thing in the world. Yeah, I'm not a hooker. I'm your wife. <laughs> no, a hooker gets paid. I don't think a hooker gets thanked. Maybe they do. Maybe, I mean, I've maybe been- like professional hookers, like, but you know, I don't feel like corner hookers are getting a thank you good job they're just getting like the money you know i enjoy those activities as well so you don't need to thank me it's just funny she gets upset but i do customer service at a fast food restaurant i feel like it's proper etiquette afterwards to be like hey thanks for that that's weird she's like don't thank me for that why don't we just stop thanking each other for no more (laughs) we're officially now the family that stops thanking each other nobody what are you thankful for not a fucking thing (laughs) hey everybody how you doing pat and aj podcast doing well i know we were off for like a week right yeah. a solid week off uh yeah it's been a week we yeah, did been a one week. last week and then um friday you were out of town yeah and then monday you came back to town but you went to sleep <laughs> i came back to sleep after being I, out of I town mean, he always does that and and who doesn't when you travel you come home and all of a sudden you're like oh my god i'm exhausted right but he passed out on the couch and i was like okay so we're not doing a podcast which is totally fine yeah Totally fine. All right, so this is the 154th episode of the Pat and AJ podcast. We thank you for being here with us. Yeah, I was gone. Um, I went to Chicago. I realized I hadn't been to Chicago in a long fucking time. It has. I shit you not. I think the last time I was in Chicago and so no one... buried your mom? No, uh, no, 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 no. One time after that, but no one really knows about it. We'll talk about it one day. I was in Chicago to be deposed by a lawyer. Oh, that's right. In the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. You know why? Because lawyers are pieces of fucking garbage. And they won too, which which stings but even more. I did get dragged to Chicago when they, they, they when they were, could have fucking skyped me from Michigan, but they dragged me to Chicago refused, for a fucking deposition. I'll never forget. They refused while I was home with COVID. With COVID. Remember that I so was I home with COVID, him. and they refused to Skype with you. Made yeah. him travel from Flint to Chicago to. So be you know what post. I did? I got in a room with a bunch of lawyers, and they all had their masks on. And I said, "We got to take this off, right?" And she goes. Yeah, and we, and we took it off. I go, oh, by the way, my my wife might have COVID. <laughs> well, it serves them right. That and then, was like bullshit. three people, three people put their masks back on. No all shit. that was, but all that was, was seeing I, if you would show up. That's I, all it was. So I uh, hadn't really been back on a social call, if you even called it that, since my mom's funeral. Which again, is that a social call or are you back home because you're burying your mother? I mean, I guess I did go to a Blackhawks game. You did. Maybe it is a little bit of a twofer trip, but it's been a long time regardless since I've been home in Chicago and I did go back, but it wasn't just to be a hooligan, which by the way, can I say, has she, is it that I'm just communicating with different people who are further away, which may be the 
the bigger crux of the argument. But is Chicago's reputation gotten fucking worse? Yeah. Has it gotten worse, you feel like? And it's. But here's the thing, and you and I have discussed this, because when we moved to Flint... Like, as a general fucking dumpster fire of a place to be and exist. When we told my sister we were moving to Flint, she goes, have fun getting shot. That's right. Your sister was very anti us moving to Flint. And I said... That's funny because you live in Milwaukee, the most segregated and one of the most violent cities in the country. I think it's just all perspective. Sure. I really do. Because, like, she doesn't feel like Milwaukee's that violent when it really Well, is and, like, I didn't know if it's because, like, you're a Midwest cat. Like, you have different views on Milwaukee, Chicago, Flint, Detroit because you're from there, right? Yeah. So maybe they're not as bad or whatever or they don't seem as much. Or maybe I'm down here in the Southwest now. But I shit you not. When I tell people. Like, not that I'm from Chicago. A lot of Chicagoans out there. But when I said things like, hey, I'm going to be going back to Chicago this weekend, I had people around here in Arizona. They thought I was fucking deploying to Fallujah. Like, they legit were looking at me like, was there a draft? Why are why? you going? Why? Are, <laughs> for what? That's the first question is why? And I mean, besides, then I have to go on. Well, I was, you know, born in, yeah, I was raised there and, you know, to be bluntly honest a lot of my family's fucking buried there that was my argument with flint and just in general i was like i grew up in milwaukee and yeah. managed to avoid getting shot yeah, like i no think i'll deal. be fine anywhere but you know i didn't know if it's because i'm out here in the southwest now and maybe that's so far away that it's this mythical mad max land midwest people- the midwest down here to people who aren't from there and again there are tons of transplants down yeah. here i see wisconsin michigan illinois plates every single all the day time right here. yeah 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 but to those who grew up here or haven't have never left, the Midwest is like a unicorn. Yeah. Because why the hell would they go visit? Honest to God, True I mean, I, I listen. I love the Midwest. I'm from there, but for somebody down here, no to one go, grows up saying I want to go visit Kalamazoo. Yeah, when you were raised in, in New Mexico, I have I yet to it. find somebody who said, "Oh, I've always wanted to go to Milwaukee." Yeah. <laughs> Nobody ever says listen, that. I was raised in Chicago. I didn't even know where fucking Milwaukee was. So I was 22. <laughs> That's how little Milwaukee registered to us. I thought it was just a fucking name of a highway. I'm like, apparently 294 is called Milwaukee North. I remember when we moved to Seattle and my first impression, we were watching the the evening news and I said, huh. You were watching King 5, right? Yeah, it was King or Cairo. I don't remember. Or Como, one of them. Um, but I, I said, huh, they don't open the news with a murder story. <laughs> and I said, is that... Is that normal? And I mean, and it's Seattle's gotten a I lot gonna, worse. <laughs> this there, was, there's this a was lot of people now yelling, going, hold on. This was 2007. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not speaking <laughs> for right now. Right Before, now, they probably open the news with a murder this, story. This is back when Amazon sold books. Yes. Okay. This is where we are. But no, you're you're right. You be, you said, oh, wow. If it's, it's not the old. If it bleeds, it leads. Because um, in Milwaukee, they always yeah. open the news with it was either we have a huge snowstorm coming or <laughs> there was a shooting and, and somebody's or dead. Packers wins. I feel like sports no. also dominates a lot. In yeah, the, but they uh, were Midwest. that was never breaking news. There was always there was always a murder to go ahead of it. So you know, there's different perspectives, and I didn't know if like Chicago, my hometown, if you know, just because we are a more deeply polarized uh, country and people tend to like to pick and choose little bits of information. Yeah, I, totally. I didn't know if it was like a cultural thing where people are being squawked at by like TV talking heads enough to where they're like, Chicago, what's a war zone? Yes, of course they are. Um, but I did go back to Chicago. One, I did survive for anyone who was worried He's about still that. alive. <laughs> still alive. Didn't even have one shot fired at me. Um, but I, I, I went for another reason, which actually ends up being a way more fun story 
than any kind of violence that could have happened, right? Because it is a decent amount of bullshit, but in a different realm. Um, I went to a music festival. I'm shocked. I know, right? Absolutely floored. Falling what? out of your chairs, right? Who is this man sitting before I me? Um, I went to a music festival. Now, normally, right, music festivals, obviously, they've come into a big, you know, vogue, I'd say, the last 10 years or so. But um, there are events, actually, I've been involved, you know, just in, in my world for a long time. And I go to them. And sometimes you go to ones that are just geographically close to you, right? Yeah. Like if, if, if you lived in Wisconsin, you go to Summerfest in Milwaukee. Or you go to Hodag up in Rhinelander. Country, what is country, country USA but, yeah. or like Rock USA. Or if you live in Michigan, you go to Electric Forest because that's up in Roth. Barry, you go to Movement, which is in Detroit. You get the Faster Horses or yes, 10,000 horses, horses, Faster Horses, uh, which is in Detroit. Stuff like that. Um, but, you know, traveling is kind of for like the more hardcore crowd. It's sometimes... AKA Pat. Well, no, no, no. I was going to say usually for like younger too, because you have less responsibilities. Well, yeah. uh, but this one kind of hit one on one on the other. Chicago, obviously, as you've just heard, my hometown, haven't been there in a while on a social call. Uh, then a music festival announces uh, for the very first time, right? This is not a Lollapalooza. This is not a riot fest. This is not something that's established that's been around Chicago and people go to all the time. A new festival was announced. It was, it was called Sacred Rose. And it was really kind of positioned as um, it was a pretty straight hippie fest. It wasn't, you know, a lot of festivals these days, they lean hard on EDM and hip hop because let's be honest, Popular music styles come and go. For anyone who's been around for a while, you've seen the rise and fall of genres, right? We all remember when grunge ruled the world and then the pop, you know, blow up of the late 90s. So, you know, a lot of festivals these days, I would say, is you can guarantee to see a lot of electronic or hip hop. Yeah. yeah. And this festival that got announced was very not that. It's like we want to throw a grown up hippie fest with heritage hippie bands with like ties to the Grateful Dead. But we also want to bring in what we would call the adult rock crowd. Um, This is going to be radio nerdy stuff. And maybe you can explain Milwaukee's version of this. But in Chicago, there's a radio station called 93XRT, which is this adult oriented rock radio station that really is unique and DJs play whatever they want, but it's a unique crowd. Does Milwaukee have a version of that, by the way? No idea. So it was a real unique, fun event that was being thrown in my hometown with a unique lineup. And I said, I'm going to go to this, right? Normally I don't think I would go across the country that far for something like that. Now I go to this event. And as I've said, everyone is so concerned about all the violence of the city. And instead after I enjoyed three days of uh, hippie good times, with a north of 40 crowd, FYI. I shit you not. A literal scandal, which is being described as everything from a scheme to a mistake, is debiting thousands of dollars from concert goers Debit cards that were used. Who went to Sacred Rose. Who went to my music festival, Sacred Rose. That's right. Everyone everyone was concentrated on the violence of Chicago. You're, like, you're going to, what? They you didn't go- have to worry about getting shot. They had to worry about their bank account. We had to worry about being able to afford an Uber on the way home. So basically what ended up <laughs> happening is that, and I still, I, I, if, this does sound like it could be something as simple as a decimal point. It does. But. But it reeks of 
something shady. Yeah, the organizers blowing it off as just a decimal point mistake. Yeah. You're taking. I mean, they were debiting two, three, four thousand dollars from people who were at the festival after the festival was over. So let me tell you how this kind of plays out. And first, it's the nature of how we do business. I was just having this conversation with someone today who had to use a digital form of payment to buy tickets to a high school volleyball game. Wow. Because they weren't accepting cash. Interesting. Couldn't go see their grandkid play unless they could... (laughs) Can I just say, a by digital the way, form of payment. I wish so badly that we could just figure this shit out. I because know. I just went to the optometrist with our son this morning. Yeah. We both had to get new glasses. And, I mean, the total was pricey as fuck. Because for, I, I've never had an insurance that will fully cover your glasses. So yeah, vision is where we cut it off, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it covered some of it. It was still $500 for two people. Yeah. And I handed over my debit card, and they were like, do you have a 3% oh, surcharge? And I was like, Oh, fuck off. He's like, unless you have cash. I said, do you think I have $500 th- yes. in cash in my wallet? Let me just pull right that now? out right now. And that's my problem is that like, there's yeah. no middle ground. It's either. And then they try to fucking do that. Oh, anyways, it was $19. So this festival, like a lot out there had made huge advancements as far as cashless, cashless. Yeah. cashless. And when I mean cashless now, um, you know, it's multiple forms of payment. Do you want to use your debit card? Um, or a credit card. Even when you use those, do you want to quote them? I love it. Sounds so dirty. Do you want me to slide it in, stick it in or no slide it through, stick it in or tap it. Ah. (laughs) Right. But there's even the ways that we use them are different. And then on top of that, you have the digital means and I'm talking Venmo, Zelle, Zelle, Apple pay, Google pay, tap and pay, whatever it is. This was a majority of how business was getting done at this festival for anything from $5 cans of water, which I bought plenty of liquid death. I feel so cool now. It's way better than when they sold bottles. For those of us who don't drink beer anymore, I feel much cooler with a can of liquid death when I walk around. That's the point, yeah. But I did not bring a dollar with me. In fact, all I brought to this thing was a fanny pack and a phone and my ID and a credit card just in case. But I literally used my phone for every purchase, whether I was buying hippie shorts that I'm wearing now. These are pretty cool new shorts. Pretty cool hippie shorts. $5 bottles of water. We're buying some uh, tacos, right? Yeah, you know, so the organizers <laughs> went on the news and, of course, played it down. because. And, and, well, I was just saying, when did you first hear about this? Because I literally, as the person who attended the festival... I did not hear about this. Until, I heard it about the night, uh, the night yeah, before you got home. I start getting texts from my friends and my wife as I'm traveling back, right, very exhausted, about, hey, you need to check your debit card. You need to check your credit card. And I'm like, why? What is happening? And there's all these news stories about Sacred Rose Music Festival attendees talk about mystery thousands of dollar charges. So they have the organizers on all the news stations, and the organizers who are clearly sick of having to explain it very much played it down. They said it was like a tipping mistake where the decimal point got moved. I I don't really love or their, like a processing error. It was I don't know. But something. it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a scam. It wasn't somebody trying to steal money. They but still, you're talking about taking thousands of dollars out of people's accounts who probably don't have that kind of money in their account to begin with. Yeah. And it's very and, and just the irony of this whole thing is that while Pat was gone last weekend, I watched the Woodstock ninety nine documentary on oh, Netflix. Yeah. 
which I mean, is just about an absolute shit show of a festival that was not put together well that, you know, I mean, it is now legend. It's, it's kind of the original fire festival, which yes. is also funny because then Woodstock is the original, original yeah. fire festival. But, but yeah, you've already, you're primed for the Tom fuckery that can come with big major yeah. events. And it was just so ironic that I had just watched that. And then these guys are going on the news like, Oh, it's a decimal point issue. Now here's from the outside looking in. Yeah. I mean, say, yeah, say that, you know, like you're not a, a an attendee, no. you know, you don't give a shit about it. And what does did, it look like to you? To me, it looks like this was the first fest. This was the first time for this festival. This was, this, I, I was, I was going to say this is, they were a virgin festival <laughs> An inaugural. Like I said, why it caught my eye besides it being in my hometown is that it was kind of a grown up hippie yeah. fest without some of the younger elements that I was like, this is really kind of unique. And with the first time event, it's hit or miss. You know, we don't know if everyone's going to show up. We don't know if no one's going to show up. I don't think it was enough to totally put a black cloud over the whole festival. No, but people are pissed. But I see that on the flip side. As somebody who just spent a good portion of my paycheck on glasses, if somebody were to debit me two grand right now, that would overdraw our account by a lot. Yeah. So I would be fucking flaming pissed. So I'm not playing down that, you know, these people did have money debited from their account because that is bad. Yeah. But I also, it, it, they were all debited from SeatGeek, which is the company that took that's, care of the tickets and all the payments for the the. That's festival. where it was held. It was held at a place called SeatGeek Stadium. Yeah. So it leads you to believe that like anywhere else out there, you go, and this goes for like, you know, I mean, I guess any kind of bigger event. There's vendors that are uh, directly affiliated with the venue, yeah. right? So they're probably Seat Geek vendors selling me my water. I'm sure they were official Seat Geek vendors. And then there's like, you know, Uncle Joe's Hippie yeah. Taco Stand, which is a different deal. So it's now, charges. If Uncle Joe's Hippie Taco Stand would have charged you two grand. Right. That would be different because but, that would be like, that's sketchy and, and I don't like that. But it, it really it's does. only appear- kind of the corporate, you know, hometown own ones. The problem is, though, the word there is the problematic word is corporate. Oh, fuck. Because it's, oh, I know, too. Right? Corporations oh, ruin everything they even remotely look at. And I think that's what pissed people off. Yeah. Because, again, we're talking about people like you and me who, you know, we're not we're not struggling. But if you were to accidentally take four grand from us, it would be a big deal. So, you know, that's kind of the big story coming out of um, the Sacred Rose Music Festival, right? Is that plenty of attendees um, such as myself, uh, uh, you know, you look at your debit card account, credit card. Oh, my God, there is this charge. Some people, it just freezes their account, right? And you have to. Yeah. Tell someone on the phone, no, I didn't try to buy a $45,000 water at a SeatGeek Stadium. Um, Other people, like you said, maybe get, you know, overdrawn or something. So this was kind of the story leaving this this festival was what happened to people. And it's, you know, one way or the other, it's going to get sorted out. It seems like it already did. Within the next couple days. What it seems like is that a lot of people got charged this stuff and then it just dropped off their account. Now, if I may, and I believe people who attended Sacred Rose or at least will now know the lore of it, because I think it's going to end up being one of those that has a lore, kind of like what we used to call, uh, refer to in Michigan as a fear camp feel to it. (laughs) They're one-time only events that have a long lifespan afterwards in people's mouths and memories. But here is, if I can do the documentary of Sacred Rose, why I think people are going bonkers, batshit crazy over this. And don't get me wrong. 
when you're down to your last seven dollars and all of a sudden you're overdrafted by five hundred dollars you know, three to five days is a lot of fucking lip service. Yes. Well, and, and right? you know, same thing, Pat, you know, he, you, you went and we understood you were going to spend money at that festival. Sure. So by the time you got home, we didn't have a whole lot left till we got paid, but we had enough. But again, if $500 or yeah. $5,000 yeah. were to come out, I would be flaming pissed. And you know, again, we're in a position now, hey, if push comes to shove, I got a credit card, I have yeah. money in the bank, I have a savings, but whatever. that's not true for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. I've been that 22-year-old kid who's only got the seven. And now you debited 500. My shit is overdrawn and I'm broke. And by the way, I can't afford like food. Yeah. I get why you're pissed off. Here's why the pump was primed because prior to it, right? It's always like what happened. Like I say about public freakouts, it's not the fucking subway sandwich that they're pissed off about. Something else happened along the way. And this is just the ignition to someone's rage. This is the match. Yeah. So sacred rose. Um, like AJ said, inaugural event. So no one has any kind of idea what it's going to be like, right? They had had a horrific Sunday and essentially really kind of canceled the entire day. Yeah, there was thunderstorms rolling in and out of the area. And basically, every time they started a show, they're like, okay, lightning delays over. They'd start a show. Oops, there's lightning. We're done again. Which is the worst kind of weather stuff. Now, this is kind of a little bit of inside baseball. but We're going to tell you because I feel like this is where a lot of the rage is coming from. You know, we've worked big live events before, right? Yeah. There's all types of things involved. Insurance riders, definitely a big part of it. We got to insure the event. Why? Because there's a big corporation probably footing the bill. And with that comes these weather clauses, lightning strike clauses. And in this case, um, Sacred Rose suffered the worst delay, which is a weather event that is not physically right where you are. Yeah, and it's funny that you say that because I saw a bunch of my friends in Michigan on Sunday saying, holy shit, that storm shook my house. Those were the storms that were affecting the festival. However... They weren't directly overhead exactly. in Chicago, but they were still, lightning strikes were close enough. Yeah. And I mean, trust me, I saw it to where these lightning strikes were literally making the crowd get the oohs and ahs. Yeah. So if a lightning strike is is eliciting the same fucking response that fireworks do, it should be, you know, wherewithal should tell you, okay, we should address this. Now, yeah. so I say that because we've done big events, and if we ever have ever had to evacuate an event because of weather... And then it actually happens, right? Maybe not as bad, but something happens. People are a little forgiving to you. Sure. Right? They go, okay, well, that wasn't that bad, but all right. I mean, it is totally a rock and a hard place with with these weather delays. Sacred Rose from the second they opened their doors on the third day. Now, mind you, this is after two really good days of entertainment where, where every band showed up. Everyone got taken care of on their third and final day, right? That's Sunday. From the second they open the gates at noon until they eventually say it's done at 8 p.m. I say they close it early. At like 8 p.m. they just said, look, let's call it. It was a literal stoppage of entertainment on the hour because of weather that never arrived. Yeah. And people by the end of the evening, because that's what they started holding out for. We're like, okay. If anyone knows a festival hierarchy, the early morning acts usually aren't the most in demand, right? So you got your eye on the prize, which are usually the bigger acts. So people start holding out that hope that, okay, at least the first half of the day is a wash. 
but we can see these bigger racks at the end of the day. And this weather that never came, but was close enough to affect close them, enough, yeah. kept fucking shutting this place down. And when I mean shutting down, they kept trying to evacuate it. Oof. And they wanted people to go back to their cars. Think about that one more time and look at me closely. They wanted people to go back to their cars. You don't have a car. Thank you. You were taking a lift. They didn't really have a plan for that. And the best they could come up with was, if you can't shelter in your car, go to the hotel. There was a little hotel that I'm sure was waiting for, you know, 5,000 people (laughs) to show up in their lobby. So this is what happened on Sunday. Basically a wash of a day. Now, for someone like me, I'm not going to lie to you. Friday and Saturday were my big nights. Sunday was kind of gravy on top, to be honest. I was really tired. But you were just happy to be there. Yeah, I was happy to be there because I had a three-day, you know, wristband. But really, you know, for me, it wasn't that big of a wash. Um, They did do a lot of single-day sales. So there are a lot of people who had the opportunity to buy single-day tickets, single-day VIP tickets for a day of entertainment that really didn't happen. And if there's one thing they don't do in any situation for an outdoor event, Say it. there are no weather refunds. Yeah, yeah. Because none of us control the weather. What does and it, it say? It, it, what does it say? Event happens, rain or shine, no, no refunds. refunds. And it sucks because you really cannot blame the organizers for the weather, even though you want to get no. mad at them. And plus, you know, you can yell at them all you want. Somebody gets struck by lightning on those grounds on their That's what watch. I'm it's it's over. It's complete. It's they, done. It's done. Somebody dies. God forbid. I mean. They're looking out for themselves. They're looking out for you. It sucks. There's nothing you can do about it. So all of this. So all of this led up to that. Happens on Sunday, right? So you've got people, and and let's think about it, right? I mean, I came from Arizona. I talked to a fellow that came from Tennessee, Memphis. There's a lady on the news, came from California. Another guy I met there as a kitchen worker came up from Florida. Imagine you're those people. And now you're already upset, you missed a whole day. You could have left early. You stayed at this place on a Sunday going in and out, in and out, getting yelled at by security guards and yada, yada, yada. And then you open up your fucking phone oh. on that Monday morning as you're going back, right? And I don't know if you're flying. I don't know if you're driving. I don't know if you're taking a fucking Greyhound. It's insult to injury. And the first thing you see is your negative bank account followed by a bunch of tweets and then official news stories saying, oh, by the way, that festival that you were pissed off at because the weather caused them to cancel a day, um, there was a processing uh, error with the credit cards, and you you may have had 500 bucks taken out of your account. 500? No, I would, I would very I much. I said there was more. Most of them were 1,000 or over, most of them. It so, sucks because they were already primed to be pissed off. Exactly. But you know what would have happened is it would have been like, ah, oh, Sunday sucked. You know, there was thunderstorms and they never actually hit, but they were close enough. But you yeah. know what? We had a good time. Yeah. And then the end of that sentence drops off when they see that their <laughs> account has been overdrawn by SeatGeek. And again, you really can't hate on them for the weather thing. I no, have it literally, is what it is. We have literally, me and you, AJ, been the ones that have had to tell people, hey, folks. Yeah. Right now, we're going to have to ask you to go back to wherever you came from because there's a dangerous weather coming in. Let me, want you to be safe. I know how pissed off people got when I worked at the zoo <laughs> and we had to cancel the sea lion show 
Or or cancel it in the middle of it because there was lightning. People act like you stole their firstborn yeah. child. Motherfucker. I can't imagine people at a music festival. Yeah. I mean, losing their minds. They're pissed. So, you know, that's what I say is what is it? What's behind the public freak out? Because I shit you not. This is uh, an experience I didn't I do never want to repeat in my life. I created a subreddit. Yeah, why would you do that? <laughs> because, well, this festival started. And I'm not going to lie. When I've gone to first time, you know, festivals for the first time, I do a lot of research. And a lot of it, usually you can go on a subreddit and they all have their own specific message board. Bonnaroo. When I first went to Bonnaroo yeah. 10 years ago, by the way, is when I first went. It's also odd on Reddit, too. And I've said this before. Um, if something doesn't have a subreddit. No. What I was going to say is that people are incredibly nice and helpful on Reddit and they're all posting anonymously. Yes. However, when they're on Facebook or Twitter with yeah. their real name, they'll call you, you know, every name in the book and say, I hope you die. <laughs> but Reddit is a good place to it's go great, for that stuff. People community. are really helpful. Yeah. But I, I, I've gone there for a bunch of festivals. So I went on Reddit and I go, let's go to the Sacred Rose, you know, festival subreddit. Didn't exist. Did that little thing pop up that says, wow, so much nothing that, that's what pops up on Reddit when there's no subreddit. I'm like, oh, my God, there's no subreddit. And maybe this is because I'm a social worker now. But I uh, see a need, and I want to fill it. So I said, well, there's no subreddit. People are going to want want one, especially with it being a first-time festival. So Pat decided to take it upon himself <laughs> to create one. To start a subreddit for Which, this festival. Can I tell you, leading up to the festival, and I started it like six months ago when they announced this thing and I bought my tickets and I you know, booked my fucking Airbnb. I started the subreddit. And up until the week before the festival, it had, at its max, 54 members. <laughs> Nobody joined it. In fact, there was actually a post going... Hey, guys, do you think anyone's going to show up to the festival? Because, like, I'm surprised there's no action on this subreddit. I fucking kid you not. There's thousands of members yeah. now. I now keep, you have to deal with it. I keep getting notifications of all these posts. And now there's guys who were just pissed off. And all they're doing on the hour are creating and posting memes. Trash and sacred rows. I mean, that's kind of fun. That's all they're doing these. Like, there's some dude right now. Maybe he's still stuck in Chicago. We can't get home because all of his money got stolen. But this guy is doing nothing but just posting memes. Like, if you were hurt by the Sacred Rose Festival, call <laughs> like, Better Call Saul one eight hundred. The Sacred Rose Festival touched you. You know, there's people taking the speaking of um, your little Woodstock '99 documentary on Netflix, which is all the rage right now. There's people that already altered that one to make it, you know, Sacred Rose. 2022 See, again i don't trust me watch the woodstock night i know it was not that bad no it wasn't my god it was not that bad and, but and, and, and that's the funny part because some people and hippies are some of the nicest out there to those naysayers are going well that would be the world's most boringest documentary because the festival pretty much for 80 percent of it went off without a hit yeah it's going to be two days of people catching a lot of grooves when one day is shitty weather and then maybe like seven days of financial issues that's it's, it's it's not fire festival. It's not Woodstock '99. No, it's not like people showed up and there was like one tent set up, you know. But so I'm in charge of this uh, this subreddit now, where all these angry hippies have gone. Can you push that off on somebody? <laughs> can you? I should. I should say I'm looking. I I know so I should you're do looking for a moderator and then bow out. I should give it to the guy who's posting all the memes. I should make the angriest guy in the subreddit the new moderator. That's a terrible. And idea. then he'll just delete all the positive because there's a lot of people now like doing the whole you know spread positivity thing and they're talking about how good of a time they had and all the great experiences they had to combat kind of this shit. Maybe I'll make I'll make one person 
who's from the dark side, right? The guy the who the, the guy who's posting all the memes. He's pissed. And then I'll take someone from like the super light side who's, <laughs> who's been like super hippie about it and like, hey, namaste, all things, you know, uh, we'll, we'll work out. I'll make them the moderators. And a little half and half. It's like Dems and Republicans. I put, would get rid put, of put it. Put each one in charge. Get rid of that sub. I don't, you know, I'll be honest. I don't think the festival's happening again. Oh, so I doubt it, yeah. I don't think there's going to be a need for the subreddit. I'm just saying, I don't know if, if after a botched third day and the fucking issue with all the credit card stuff, even though, just like the weather, it's not really your issue, it's your issue. It is your issue. And is anyone who, who went this year going to say, oh, yeah, bring that back for uh, a second year? I'll give it a try. But they fucking might. I say that because I joked in there a little bit about fear camp. And I'm not even going to explain it because if you know, well, no, you should. Here, I'll. I, <laughs> you give fear camp. I'll, I'll explain it. Go ahead. Paint paints a broader picture than I, I love do. my big Rembrandts. Um, we had an event when we worked at the radio station in Flint, and on paper, it was amazing. It was called Fear Camp. It was basically, um, it was right around Halloween. You went out to this little, like, middle of nowhere place in Metamora. And went camping It was overnight. a camping experience. It was a camping experience, except it was terrifying. Like, it was like a, a haunted camping experience. It was, ba- I, I think it, the, the original idea came from these um, summer adult camps. Have you heard of these, by yeah, the way? Yeah, that's where it came from. Yeah, you literally go as a adult, like, I'm going to fucking camp. And you get to go to a place for a week and you, you, you have fun. This was a Halloween version going, we're going to do this haunted camping. And we're all going to camp in the woods. We're going to show scary movies. Yeah. We're going to have people from haunted houses out there scaring the shit out yeah, of you. Yeah, it's going to be like an interactive thing where there's, you know. Well, remember they bust, okay, so they bust them in with blindfolds, <laughs> talk too. About, talk about that. You guys, you guys, you kidnap people, basically. You guys gave them the Baghdad experience. I was just working it, okay? <laughs> but you guys. But, listen, as a horror aficionado myself, I was so excited about this. Yeah. It looked like such a wonderful How idea. How cool did it sound? And I think it was just I won't even say it was executed poorly because I know the person who executed it and they really did a good job with everything they could there were just some loose ends that was a didn't series get tied of, up like a series of misfortunate events that yes. basically made this event collapse in, as, in the middle of the night and I mean that like people like as were, it was happening people were tweeting facebooking like I'm stuck here I don't know where I am because they put a blindfold on me I can't <laughs> I'm trying to get a cab out of here. <laughs> this is a real fear camp. I think I've been kidnapped. <laughs> so, and holy shit. I mean, just the fallout was it, it was insane. Bad. Now, and, I, and it sucked because it could have been so great. It was su- <laughs> it really was such a great idea. They ended up putting the tents out in like poison ivy. Oh, it was like just it was just it was everything a, was that thing. could have gone wrong went wrong. And it was an event that lived infamously within the radio station building yeah. as the fire festival yes. of all events. It was Nothing like, would compare to how bad this went. With every event, the last words were, were we don't want another fear camp. Yeah, right? We, let's not make fear no. camp happen. That's So when I mentioned that, um, so just to set a, a picture, people were literally tweeting and Facebooking how they were stranded. And they, they didn't know where they were, but yeah. they wanted to ride home. I mean, so it was bad. They didn't have enough tents set up for bad. people. It was just, it was just... Hot it was mess. Bad. The event, like we said, didn't even really happen because no. it was collapsing in real time. It was. It was crazy. I left there that night. Right. I think I left around midnight. Right. And I remember Pat was out of town and I texted him. I said, <laughs> I was at a concert. I was yeah. at a Zach Brown band. I said, show. You will never believe 
I'm like, it's going bad, and I just left. And I'm like, it's going left. to get worse. <laughs> AJ abandoned ship. That's how bad it got. She's like, I'm going home. I'm going home. It's I midnight. have a car. Why here. didn't you take some people with you? It's like refugees. It's like people trying to leave the Ukraine. I was not in charge of this Why event. didn't you throw some people in the fucking car? The irony, though, is that <laughs> so many people afterwards. Yeah, say, here we after- go. This is the rub. Now, remember, I want you to think about all that. People literally thought they were kidnapped. Our company used it for years as an example of what not to do. Yeah. And, and the next year. Hey, are you guys going to have fear camp again? Because yeah. I'd love to go. Yeah, that's right. When I mean it had an online imprint that wouldn't go away. People every year for years afterwards yes. would request are you guys going to do that fear camp thing love, again? I'd love to get another another try. And here, you haven't watched it yet. The Woodstock 99 yeah. documentary. I've only watched the HBO Max one, yeah. The last, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. I mean, they're showing these people who had these horrific experiences. And I quote, one of them said, I thought I was going to die at Woodstock 99. That same person at the end said, I mean, I'd, I'd go do it again. Exactly. Right? Because for a lot of this stuff, like, once you get past the bad shit... You think, well, I did have a good time. I would go back as long as that bad shit didn't happen again. I think for Fear Camp, everybody wanted to see what it could have been. Right. And I'm still I'm still confused as to where it fell apart. I don't know if it was the haunted house. I heard we it was everything with. from transportation. I heard that there were not enough transports. There weren't enough buses. I there know that. There weren't enough transports. And then that- Where did they pick them up? Do you remember? I think exit 13. Okay. I feel like it was, if I remember correctly, my Fear Camp <laughs> Wikipedia page in my mind, that it started with a lack of proper transportation, and then the transport quit. Yes, that's it. And that's when I left. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you left. Because AJ left. As soon as other people started quitting, AJ quit too. I mean, just again, <laughs> like I was taking... I was pissed off personally because I had paid money to like get like night vision cameras and shit to make a video for the radio station because that's what they wanted. Because that's what you do in radio: spend your own money, spend your own money, do things for the station until they fire you. Until they fire you. Um, And I remember taking this video of these people coming off the bus and they had like bags over their head and they were and they were like like hog (laughs) ties. And they were, but (laughs) but. But they were so excited because they were scared. Oh, fuck me, and man. I took this video of these people getting off the bus and they were so excited. And there were people from the haunted house scaring them as they were walking yes. into the campground. And it was. And do you know what all that video became? Evidence in the civil lawsuit. <laughs> it got subpoenaed. It made me so sad because the video actually turned out really well. But yeah. nobody ever saw it. Cause, but I mean, I remember that happening and I remember. That's what I remember is that the first rub was there was an issue with the transportation and they were already transporting people. It was a distance, right? Yeah. Metamora? It was like Mount Mount Morris because that's where Exit 13 is. So Mount so Morris, Morris. That's a solid 20, 25 minutes north of Flint. And then they took them to Metamora, which is out by Lapeer by the Canadian border. I mean, that's an hour. So you're doing an hour drive and you already have a lack of transportation. Then halfway through, the people, you know, because they're fucking hogtied with a bag over their head. <laughs> We, uh, very Flintonian thing to happen. Uh, the transport just fucking quits, right? Like you and give, that's- you give them shit by saying, Hey, you, you told me you'd have more buses and they go, yeah, fuck you. We quit. And that was what I remember. As and that's the break. were walking off the bus. I remember hearing chatter over the walkie talkies and they said, 
two of the bus drivers just quit. Just quit, and yeah. so there were all these people stranded in Mount Morris ready to At come to the camp. At exit 13 who couldn't get there. So these buses that came to exit, uh, that came to fear camp had to turn around and go all the way back up to Mount Morris to try. I mean, there were people not getting there till two o'clock in the yeah. morning. And that now, was a huge problem. <laughs> so that was the first breakdown. You can't get people to where they need to go. The second was, is that the haunted house they were working with, Basically, you know, they had never done this. Nobody Again, had ever done this. We're, we're just making shit up as this we go. This was just like Sacred Rose. This, yeah. was, a, this was an yeah. inaugural, inaugural event. Um, the, the gist was, okay, we'd get workers who normally work in character at haunted houses, and they would be the spooks and the goblins and the creepy people who would be in the woods and mess with you and whatever. And I remember at first there was a discussion about the level of interaction. Yes. Because some people were like watching the videos of, have you seen these extreme Haunted houses. Yes, and that was kind of what we had to figure out. We're like, we can't do the extreme haunted house where you grab people and touch them. Because there's people that literally get off on this shit now where they go to these um, events where I I shit you not. You get physically assaulted. Yeah. Like you get. But they want that. They want That's it. That's why they sign up yeah. for it. So, you we know. Were not, we were not there. We were not at physically yeah. assaulting people. We were like, can you touch them? No. Because I remember there was that whole thing of, well, people were asking, am I going to get dragged out of my tent? Yes. And partly because, like you said, some of them wanted, wanted to, be, to dragged. be dragged out they of their tent. wanted to be scared. That's the whole point. So I remember the, the, the first thing was figuring out like levels. And they did it, of course, in a very eighth grade way. Like you used to go to a makeout party and, you know, you'd put on a certain wristband and yeah. let you know how, how far you wanted to go. <gasps> That's right. They figured out, well, we'll do a wristband system. Great so idea. If you're wearing a red wristband, you really want to be traumatized. If you're wearing a green wristband, you, you want to be scared, but not traumatized. Yeah. Um, of course, all of that was dependent on these actors, um, well, I guess in the most basic sense of the way, showing up. And much. There were not enough. There were much, not enough actors there for the amount of people. Much like. Um, I, I could have told you this running a fucking haunted house for like just one time in my well, life. And my other problem with the, the wristband thing, yeah. and this is something I remember saying, and I. I wasn't at a point where I could criticize the event. I was just there to work it, do my job. Yeah. The one thing I remember saying to whoever I was with, I think it was our friend Art, because he and I kind of stuck close the whole night. We knew <laughs> we, afraid. it was bad. We just we if knew there was a riot. We can we can yes. get out of here together. Yeah, we both were like, okay, like buddy system. You, you guys know? were the uh, what? You were the Carson Daly and yes. and, and 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 the Lala yes. from Woodstock '99. And I remember saying to Art, like, we're in the woods with literally no lights. Mm-hmm. They'll never be able to see the color of the person's wristband. There never. were no, there were no floodlights. You're they in gave, the pitch darkness. They gave, they gave them, fla- I, they either gave them flashlights or said, bring a flashlight. The only <laughs> light I had was like my phone camera. Phone? Yeah. And like you, I'm like, they're, what are you going to do? Like pick up their wrist, look at the color of the wristband and, and then scare, scare them. Like yeah. that kind of defeats the whole purpose. But I remember saying <laughs> this was such a good idea, such a great idea, but that was just not thought ahead. And I shit you not. Like, not near, and when I mean not nearly, not nearly enough actors showed up. And again, the fact that I ran kind of a haunted house before, it's not exactly a union hall of employees, okay? (laughs) It's a lot of, at the time I remember, back when I was doing it, the kids who hung out at Hot Topic in the mall. Um Some of those same kids, but who are now going to community college. I want to say they had like 10 to 15 actors and we need you need like 50 for a couple hundred, hundred people. people 
Just and think about just, that. There was no real guidance on what they were supposed to do. I was going to say, the actors, if I remember correctly, they kind of were looking to the staff for direction. And sure, the staff's yeah. like, do your thing. And you and I have talked about this before. Doing a live event like that and versus what they're used to, a haunted house, where you stay at your station. When people walk by, you scare you the scare, shit out of they them. Move on. Like you and have then a, they move on. You have a specific move, yeah. right? Like, you have, like, you're the mummy in the mummy room, or you're the clown in the fucking ICP room. That didn't work here because you had hundreds of people camping, and you were just supposed to find ways to scare them as they were like sitting ducks. And it didn't work. And I mean, no one like, got it. The only thing that actually I'll say worked was they were showing scary movies. And Did on, they like, actually a, get movies yeah, like playing. They That's showed good. like Halloween and shit on a huge screen. And that was Something. fine. They had a fire going. But other than that, like you could just feel this thing falling apart. And then people started to panic because they didn't know where they were. I was going to say, and then I remember even the first, it just hit me now what the very first domino was was that you guys couldn't get into the grounds early. It was at, surprise, surprise, a paintball, I guess, forest where they do paintball. Yeah. And I guess there was a paintball party. And, and they we could not get onto the grounds yeah. to set up ahead of time. And we're talking, <laughs> like, setting up tents for all these people. Like, these people were not... Because they, you guys were expected to, like, they were supposed to show up and have their tent ready. They're yes. supposed to just basically walk to their lodging. Yeah. And then, and then they can do what they want. They can yeah. hang out. They can sit outside. They can walk around. Watch and movies. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But not all the tents were set up. Because you couldn't. Because you guys needed more time. They wouldn't let us get on the grounds early enough. And the guy who owns a ground is like, listen, Joe and his buddies play paintball here every week. I'm not pushing Joe and his yeah. buddies out of here because they booked this place yeah. till 7 p.m. I remember he wasn't willing to budge. And so, like, as the buses pulled up. There's paintball. Still, there's paintballers. We're still running through the woods with like tents over. I mean, it was just absolute theor- Theoretically, could you imagine? And this is the thing now because of social media, especially with festivals. Any of the festivals we ever have attended. Could you imagine if you were looking for what it's going to look like the day before? And one of them goes, yeah, we're setting up tomorrow. Yeah. What would you think? Um, this is going to be a shit show. You're out of your fucking mind, right? I mean, me and you like do that all the time. Hey, let's go on Instagram. What's Bonnaroo looking like a week before the event? I just felt so bad because, again, this was so great on paper. And I really do think it could have worked out that night. I do. I truly believe that. But it was just a systematic breakdown of everything. And then AJ left. AJ quit with the bus drivers. I'm out of here. <laughs> First of all, and much like everything else oh, in radio, shit. I wasn't getting paid extra to be there. No, 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 no. Yeah, this is all like voluntold work. This yes. is all very much like. This is what you do in radio is yeah. they're like, you should expect to work for free on weekends and yes. nights just because we, we need you so. seven days a week. Yes. So at midnight, I, and I was an hour from home. I'm like, I am fucking out of here. I'm like, people are getting hostile. I mean, were you ever? That's that's my thing. At sacred. I sat in my car for a while because I was scared. Yeah, I, really I was going to say. I was you, nervous about what was, what was happening. Because listen, I love my Michiganders. Y'all know I love my friends stones but much like new yorkers they don't they don't, they're they don't known, take a lot of bullshit they're not known for taking shit so i no. feel like if you strand people in the middle of nowhere and then start telling them we're not offering our end of the deal and you, that's what happened you might get a little pushback and i saw oh it was so bad <sighs> i went i oh God, like i remember I like how you're like getting nauseous it's like <sighs> traumatic <sighs> like it's like ptsd i remember coming home <laughs> and my parents were visiting and my mom was like how'd it go and i was like 
mom, this is going to be so bad. I need to hide. And I, I literally went upstairs and like curled up under the covers. No. And got on my phone and went to the Fa- Fear Camp Facebook page and they just, just watched it devolve. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to go to sleep. I bet by the morning this will sort itself out. Yeah, you think so? Oh, by the morning, people. I mean, it was complete Listen, chaos. The same way there's people now trying to talk on my Sacred Rose subreddit about, can we get a class action lawsuit oh, for, fuck's for sake. refunds for Sunday and for the way I was verbally assaulted by, by security guards? Yeah, you know, now that we talk about fear camp, screw you and see, your class see, action. A, you, know, you don't even know what it's like for an you, event. Were you kidnapped? You don't. Were, yeah, you but were you kidnapped? But were you kidnapped? But did you die? <laughs> like, I mean, you really don't know what it's like for an event to break down until you truly see it. Sacred Rose did not, did not break, break down. down like that. So listen, Jeebus. the same way, right? Like you said, people jumped on the Fear Camp Facebook page and it just starts devolving. And that's where I am right now with the Sacred Rose, you know, subreddit that, subreddit that I fucking started, <laughs> that it's devolving. Into, and here's what's going to happen. Just like with Fear Camp, it's going to cool off. Yeah, everybody's going to chill out. Seasons are going to pass. Someone's going to go to the next festival. They're going to have a great time there. And around this time next year, much like the following October, someone's going to come across this subreddit or this Facebook group, and they're going to go type on there, Hey, so when are you guys doing the next one? (laughs) The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.